0: You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy.
1: Hey
2: everybody. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce marketing show hosted by Dave Gearhart. I'm actually not Dave, I'm Dan from the Privy Marketing team and I'm guest hosting today's Masterclass episode because last week we had Savannah Sanchez on, an e-commerce advertising expert about what you should be doing with your advertising budget right now. The first half of this episode is a presentation from Savannah about Snapchat advertising, including why right now is the best time to get started with advertising on Snapchat and spoiler alert, it's the ROI. It's insane right now. The second half of this episode, we did a QA and a with attendees about social media advertising, especially with everything that's going on right now. What should your advertising strategy be? Savannah has you covered in this episode. We have a bunch more of these expert Q&A masterclass sessions coming up, including Kurt Elster, Casey Armstrong, and many more that'll be in your podcast feed every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe. Okay, that's it. So without further ado, here's our masterclass with Savannah Sanchez.
0: Thank you guys so much for coming to this webinar today. My name is Savannah Sanchez. A little bit of background about me is I used to work at a very popular advertising agency up until December where I went off to be my own freelancer. So what I do is I work with only e-commerce clients on their media buying and ad creative. So I do the media buying for Facebook, um, Snapchat, Google, and also do the ad creatives and copywriting for those platforms. So before the agency, I was leading the Snapchat and Facebook media buying team. So I definitely have a lot of experience when it comes to Facebook and Snapchat advertising, especially for e-commerce. So I'm happy to answer any questions around all platforms as it comes to paid social advertising at the end. Here's a few of the brands I've worked with on a freelance basis and also at the agency. So definitely a wide variety of different sectors from cosmetics to apparel, fashion, um, health, beauty, and I would say are the main sectors I work in, but um, have experience around a lot of different brands. Typically, brands I work with are spending anywhere from $30,000 to $100,000 a month on paid social advertising. So I'll be sharing all those tips and tricks with you guys today. For those of you um, who read the description, you know that there is a big focus today on Snapchat. So something that I've seen over the last year working with Snapchat ads manager is I've been able to see a lot more profitable results on Snapchat than other channels for my clients, which was actually a big surprise because before that, I was spending a lot of my budget on Facebook and Instagram ads. Whereas now I'm really pushing my clients um, to try Snapchat and the clients that have adapted to Snapchat over the last six months are seeing incredible results, especially when trying to reach the 13 to 25 year old age demographic. So partly the reason why I believe Snapchat works so well is just because of the cheaper CPM. So the cost of traffic on Snapchat is nearly five times as cheap as it is to even advertise on Instagram stories. Instagram Stories is notoriously the cheapest platform compared to Instagram feeds or Facebook feeds. And Snapchat is five times cheaper than Instagram stories, which is absolutely mind boggling to me. So not only is the traffic so much cheaper for my clients, I often see like cost per swipe up, so the equivalent to like cost per click of like ten cents or below. Where on Facebook I see it anywhere from a dollar to five dollars. So Really cheap traffic, but also the ROAS is there as well, which of course is the most important metric that all e-commerce marketers look for is, is the return there. And it absolutely is. So especially now that we're in coronavirus times, a lot of people are spending their time at home. High schoolers, college kids are at home, not focusing on their studies, but spending a lot of time on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, so usage has even gone up a lot in the last couple of weeks on Snapchat. And I've been able to scale some of my Snapchat clients to levels of spend. We weren't even spending on Black Friday in returns. So that's how much of an opportunity Snapchat is right now. Extremely mm-hmm. cheap traffic, lots of engaged users at this point in time. So happy to answer any questions at the end about Facebook and Instagram, but it should definitely still be an important part of your marketing mix. However, I really wanted to do a deep dive on Snapchat just because I know a lot of advertisers aren't taking advantage of Snapchat right now. And that's where I'm seeing the most opportunity. So let's dive into Snap. So why Snap? Most creative mobile platform. But like I said, there's a lot of engaged users. So there's 18 million daily active users on average on Snapchat. So highly engaged And then some other interesting stats is that Snapchat actually reaches 75% of the 13 to 35-year-old U.S. population, which is insane. So people always think like, oh, yeah, 75%. And if you look at the bars next to it, it's even more than um, Facebook or Instagram. People always think that Snapchat is just for high schoolers, but it even reaches as up to 34-year-olds. 75% of them are on Snapchat. So... If you're not on Snapchat, you should, you, you should probably be there. So on average, users spend 30 minutes a day on Snap. So it's highly engaged. People are using the chat feature, sending messages to their friends, and people open the camera 30 times a day. So it's an insanely engaged um, group of users who are using Snap. And then another question I get is, well, are they actually buying anything? People think of high schoolers and college kids, people who might just be browsing and chatting with their friends, but they have an extraordinary amount of buying power. Even for one of my clients, I've seen that over half of the purchases coming in are under 18 years old. So in that 13 18 age group, over half of the daily purchases are from that age group. So they are using their parents' credit card or have some access to a debit card. They definitely have high spending power. So it's... Definitely a group to take advantage of and be able to show your products at a really cheap rate. So there's a few different types of Snapchat ad types. So some of these are, are pretty similar to what you may have seen like on Instagram stories. So we have like the single image video ads. They also have six second unskippable commercials. So it's kind of like a YouTube pre-roll ad. So before people watch content, it's a six second unskippable. They have collection style ads, so you can have um, your product show below the video or the image that's playing, which I've seen work really well. Of course, app install is another objective. And then also dynamic product ads. Dynamic product ads are really cool. What this does is that this connects to your product feed. So if you're on Shopify, you can easily connect it. And so people who have viewed your products, they can get remarketed on Snapchat, similarly to how they are on Instagram and Facebook with a product photo of what they were looking at. And so that's actually a strategy that I've seen work really well is using Snapchat to remarket your existing traffic. So if you already have traffic coming in through your email, organic, social media, not on Snapchat, take that traffic and remarket them through Snapchat ads. Because remarketing the audience through Snapchat ads is going to cost you way less than it would to try to remarket that audience through Facebook and Instagram. So you can still keep your product in front of mind of people who have been recently on your website, but at a much cheaper cost. So that's been a strategy I'm really leaning into is um, remarketing. So a bit about where your ads appear. So some of the ads are like the typical IG story style ad where they're interrupting Your friend's stories or some content that they're watching. But what's also cool and where I've actually seen some really great results is the discover feed. So for those of you who don't use Snapchat regularly, there's like a discover section of Snapchat where publishers have like short videos, stories, um, like news segments. And what you can do is actually buy a tile on there. So like you see how they did for Quip. And then it goes straight to your video with the option to swipe up. And Discover tiles are extraordinarily inexpensive. Like, it's not like it's a premium for those at all, but it's just another way to get in front of your users in a really engaged way. So, the two ad types I'm gonna dive in today are the video ads. So like I mentioned, these are similar to like your typical IG story ads. Just so you can get an idea of the type of creatives that work well on Snapchat. So they're very much short form, encouraging people to swipe up. So with my clients, the best ads I've seen are very short, encouraging direct response, singular message. So keeping it short, sweet, and simple, is, I would say, is the really key creative components for a great Snapchat ad. So here's a good one from Postmates as well. So featuring a singular message, like don't make it too complicated. People should be able to know what you're selling with the first couple of seconds of watching the ad with that clear direct response swipe up initiative. And then also using sound. So most people are watching Snapchat with sound. So encouraging people to swipe up with voice and added music as well is really important. So... A really impactful way for e-commerce brands to leverage Snapchat is to these collection style ads, which like I said, you have like your video or your image and at the bottom you place your products. And these are extraordinarily simple to set up. And I've seen some really great results with that format. So here's some more examples of brands um, using the collection ad format in order um, to drive engagement. So here's a stat from what I've seen in terms of like the advertisers I've worked on as basis, but also at the agency over the last year is that the fastest growing advertisers tested 11 times more creative than others. And this contributed to 3x more revenue growth in 2019, which is insane, 11x more creative. So if this is any indication, creative testing, no matter what platform you're looking at, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, It's the most important variable. It's not about having the best in class, like media buying techniques per se, or trying to find that perfect audience. It's really about creative testing and those reiterations off of what's working best in the account. So being able to do like a high volume of creative testing, but also the speed of creative testing is really important. So any takeaway from today, definitely focus on your creatives. That's gonna be the most important variable in order to scale. So here's some ways we can think about creative testing and this goes for any platform, whether it's Snapchat or the others you're testing on is even just simple changes. So using the same text, but just changing the imagery in the background to see which one gets the most purchases. So a simple A-B test of images is a great place to start with your creative testing. So here we have donuts versus guac. And then I also want to show you guys a bit more on story ads. This is where I mentioned before, like the Discover feed tiles that you can buy. So you can see this one from Under Armour, and then it goes into the video of your regular story style ad. But what's really cool about these Discover ads is that people have to opt into them. So if they're clicking on your tile, that already means that they have like some level of interest and engagement. So it's 100% like they're opting in to watch the content. Along with like other publisher stories. So, here's some really great examples from e commerce that have worked really well in the story format. So, I can run through a few of those examples for you. So, this one is Nike, this one is a third love, so a profiting company. Extraordinarily really simple, very short form ads. Here's Asos. So this, this one's just a simple dynamic product ad. So showing people the products that they have viewed on the website before. And then lastly, we have Bad Fit Fun. So this type of style I've seen work really well on Snapchat, utilizing influencers, UGC content, unboxing, making it look really organic and native to the platform. I would say that's definitely the key. So with my clients, this style I found in particular to work extraordinarily well, utilizing influencers and your customers to be your ambassadors while encouraging them to swipe up and discover your products. Here's another good example from movement and some golden rules when you think about making these discover style ads. Clear branding, really clear with your call to actions, keep your creative focus on one element, and then obviously test and learn different creatives. So that was the movement story ad. And then here's some other best examples, fit funds, tap for $10 off the box, tap to see what's inside, keeping it really engaging, encouraging people to tap through the stories. This is a strategy I've seen work really well. It's just encouraging people to engage with the content. So I know I'm diving really deep into these different creative styles. But what I'm going to do is after this presentation, I'm actually going to show you in Snapchat ads manager, how to build out these different creatives. So even if you don't have like fancy video content, Snapchat has these really great templates that can let, allow you to start advertising really quickly right away. So, I'm going to go through that whole process of setting up the campaign as well. And you're going to see how easy it is to get up and rolling on Snapchat ads. Another creative best practice is just encouraging people to swipe up at the end. This applies for Instagram stories as well. So, that clear call to action, swipe up to shop, always adding that at the end of your story ads is important. So, how to do some Creative testing with these Discover tile ads. So, this one is from Wish. It's very simple copy testing. The first one says, You won't believe how great these prices are. Second one, You won't believe how great these prices are on Wish. So, like I said, the fastest growing advertisers do 11 times more creative testing. So, even just simple things as of testing the the slight copy variations is going to make a big difference in your ad account. So, this is just an idea of some things to test using same image, just new copy, and then you can also test different ad styles. So, like I mentioned, like the typical influencer UG style, UGC style works really well, but you can also test that against a more polished video. So, I'll show you two really great Snapchat ads where one's more endemic style, while the second one is a lot more polished. So, this one's using like the native IG story text, um, boomerangs. Something that I do is I run a lot of different stuff that I would run on IG stories um, and then download that and run it on Snapchat ads. So that's what it looks like this um, brand did as well. Making it look just very native, just like a friend posted it. While the second ad is a lot more polished. So maybe in a studio or an agency film this. So testing those two
1: different ad styles against each other. Both great ads and both worth testing.
0: So here's some other great ones. I think FabFitFun is by far a really great advertiser on SoundChat from what I seen with their ads, they really understand um, like the formula. So utilizing influencers, um, short form content, um, filmed with an iPhone, like this is really the type of content that I've seen work the best and They're experts in it. So showing you some examples of those. And then also just like a still image of influencers holding the box, the encouragement to swipe up with the offer.
1: So of course, I want to show you some examples
0: that I've done for my clients. So the first one is actually something I filmed on TikTok of myself, like wearing the sweatshirt and then running it as a Snapchat ad. So I can show you that one. Like, so just keeping the product focused, branding is clear, and making it look very native to the platform. So it's almost like their friend posted a Snapchat. And then, also, like mentioned, I also run a lot of stuff that I run on Instagram stories. I download that and run it on Snapchat. So, um, testimonial style, um, getting people engaged with the content. Um, this one was for teeth whitening. So, I was showing how white it made my teeth. But then for other clients, like my client Peel, I'm also testing more polished style. So I work with my ad designer on my team um, to make this style ad, which we've ran on Snapchat and seen some really great results with. So it doesn't have to all be the influencer UGC style. We also see um, some of the more polished stuff works well, too. And then another Snapchat client of mine, Zimla Inc., they sell temporary tattoos. This is an ad that's worked extraordinarily well for them on Snapchat. Showing the temporary tattoos, the price, a couple of demos of it coming on.
1: It's easy. Five seconds, clear with the
0: value props, and that's really what's working well on my Snapchat ads. So like I mentioned in the beginning of this presentation, if you want to start advertising on Snapchat, which I would highly recommend, especially during these times, I do have a code for $1,000 um, of free Snapchat ad credits. Which um, Dan put in the chat. And if anyone is watching the replay, that's also going to be available on the email as well as well. So I'll show you what it looks like When you click on the link, you're going to get here to do your $1,000 dollars of free ad credit. So to start, you're going to click Create an ad and you'll be going through the sign up process. And then I'm just going to skip over that because I already made an ad account. But this I'll show you an example of what it's gonna look like once you do the sign up. So the sign up will put in some basic details about your business address, and then you're gonna end up on a screen like this, an empty ad account. So for those of you who may have advertised before on um, Facebook, then this looks really familiar to you with like the campaigns, ad sets, and ads setup. So um, Dan mentioned that a lot of you guys are also Snapchat merchants, or not Snapchat, Shopify merchants. <laughs> so something that's really cool is that it's actually extraordinarily simple to install the Snapchat Pixel. So what you would do, you would, you just go here when you make your new account. You go to Snap Pixel. You click set up. And then you're going to get this code. So if you don't have Shopify, you're probably going to have to um, put it inside the, the back end of your website. There's a lot of instructions on how to do that. But if you do have Shopify, all you have to do is copy this code and then Google Shopify Snapchat ads app. That's the best way I've found to find it. Or you can simply search for Snapchat
1: ads within the Shopify store.
0: So this is what the app looks like. You add this free app to your Shopify store and you're going to get prompted to add in your pixel ID. All you do is copy and paste this into the app and you are all set up. It's going to start tracking your traffic, ads, carts, conversions. You're going to be able to remarket your, all of your website traffic on Snapchat ads who have a Snapchat account. So it's literally as simple as that to install the pixel on your website. So even if you don't decide to start advertising on Snapchat right now, I would highly recommend just install a pixel on your website so that Snapchat can start tracking um, who's viewing your products, who's purchasing, so that once you do decide um, to start advertising, you're already going to have those audiences built up and ready to go. So installing a pixel super easy. So just to show you how to get set up on your ads, it's incredibly okay. simple to get started. So typically, I always want to start with building some lookalike-based audiences. So for those of you who are um, Facebook advertisers, a lookalike is essentially you upload a list of your past customers. And then what Snapchat will do is they'll try to find people who are most similar to those customers as a new audience, a new prospecting audience. So to do that, all you have to do, I went to the drop-down menu, I went to Audiences, I click on a new audience. I'm first going to make a custom audience of my customer list. So I would just click on here. And then you're going to want to make sure that you have a customer list with some data that's cleaned up. So what you want to do, export all of your customers from your store and then clean up the data so that it's just a list of emails. So in an Excel file, you have your list of emails. It's as simple as drag and drop onto here. List, export, upload. It'll take a couple seconds for Snapchat to upload this list. So not only can you now start advertising to your past customers to keep top of mind um, with your new products and reach them in a really cheap way, but you can also make a lookalike off of this export to find brand new people on Snapchat who are similar to your existing customers. So to do that, go new audience, lookalike, choose your seed list. So there's that customer export, what country, and then you're going to get asked what type of lookalike. So there's three different types, reach, balance, and similarity. So what this means is that similarity is the most closest to your existing customers. So you're finding new people, but it's a smaller audience who are very similar. So like a 1% lookalike on Facebook. Balance, a bit more um, broad of an audience, but still trying to match some of the same demographic characteristics as your existing customers. So maybe it's like a 5% lookalike. And then reaches your broadest lookalike type. So maybe consider that like a 10%. So I like to start with the similarity audience because it's going to be the audience that's most similar to your existing customers. So brand new people who haven't been to your website but are very similar um, to your existing customer list that you uploaded. Click create. And then it'll take a couple hours for Snapchat to um, populate those audiences. But I have a couple that I've done before from past customer exports. So I'm going to show you. How to get started really quickly with advertising on Snapchat in the most effective way. So to start off, you always want to build out your ads in creative library. So that's right here. And you can see I have a couple of different ads that I've built. So any ad that you've built in Snapchat, it's all going to be living in this library for you to reference, edit. So what's cool You can do new creative or duplicate one of your existing ones. So I'll go through the new creative process. New ad, I'm going to call this webinar ad. Enter your brand name. I'm going to do an example from one of the brands I work with, Custom Cuff. And then I'll show you how easy it is to upload your video. So you can upload an existing video. So like I said, you can have a designer make a video, make one on IG stories, download it and then simply upload it from your computer. So I'll show you that process. So let's say I wanted to use this one. And what attachment is, is that this is the link to your website. So there's your website link. You can add your call to action, shop
1: now, your URL. And then I'll show you a preview of what that ad looks like.
0: So, incredibly simple to get started. And then also wanted to show you if you don't have existing creative, it's really easy to make creative inside of Snapchat Ads Manager. All you have to do, instead of click upload, you're going to go to create and you're going to get prompted into Snapchat Publisher Studio. So, this is really cool because they have um, templates already made. So you can start with one of the starter templates, upload um, your product photos or a video that you have and start making um, some ads on fly. So it's super simple. I've seen really great results just even using like their template stuff. I'm replacing it with my library of existing images. And you can add your logo and all that good stuff. So. Super simple to use um, the create tool in order to make ads within Snapchat ads if you don't already have existing creative. So, And then all of this is saved into your library for you to
1: reference later. Publish.
0: And then this is publishing into your creative library. So once you make these creatives inside of your creative library, then it's really easy to make new campaigns with that creative. So I can simply click on the creative that I just made. I can click create campaign. You're going to get another preview of what that ad looks like. This is where you choose your audience. So you there's detailed targeting just like Facebook and Instagram where you can choose their age range that you want to advertise to. So let's just say I want to do 15 to 30 females. And what's also cool is that Snapchat has some really great detailed interest targeting. So they actually use um, credit card data. So they have a partnership with Experian in order to get Visa data um, from people. So you can target people who have purchased from certain um, stores in the past 30 days or um, have been to certain locations. The target is extraordinarily detailed. So I can say I want children jewelry shoppers, for instance, so people who have actually purchased jewelry recently as a target audience, or you can also use custom audiences so like we just went through the process of building out that look like instead of using um, an interest audience here you can choose your custom audiences. so like we just want the process of uploading that customer export and then making a look like off that customer export. You simply just choose that here. Choose your daily, daily budget, $20, whatever it is, and then your goal. So typically when you first start advertising on Snapchat, you're only going to be allowed to optimize for these lower level um, like conversion events, like swipe up. So I always start when I have a brand new account, optimize for a swipe up. And then once you get enough um, traction on your pixel, so once you start getting some purchases coming through, then it's going to unlock for you to um, optimize for purchase which is if you have an e-commerce store, this is ultimately your goal is to get people to purchase on your website. But right now it's a brand new pixel. So you're not going to have enough data on that pixel for Snapchat to optimize for purchase. So I always start with swipe ups. Um, Bidding strategies. I like using target cost. So basically you can choose the average cost per swipe up you're willing to pay. And then Snapchat will optimize the bidding around that. Auto bid, just let Snapchat determine your bid. But if I know like I don't want to pay more than like a dollar per click or a dollar per swipe up, I usually start my bidding at on an average of a dollar um, just to see like how things go. And then you'll get confirmation. Here's your ad, you're bidding for a dollar swipe up, twenty dollars a day. It'll give you some um, estimates of how many swipe ups you think you'll get. And then, of course, has to go through Snapchat's um, ad approval process before it officially gets launched. But what you'll do, you'll publish the ad, you'll get confirmation, and then I'll show you um, how it looks within Ad Manager. So as you can see, starting an advertise on Snapchat is incredibly simple. The platform's really intuitive to use in terms of building out ads. And like I said, I've seen some really great results using Snapchat for my clients, especially in the last couple of weeks. that. Snapchat usage has gone through the roof. So once you get your first campaign live, it's gonna live in here. Pretty similar setup to Facebook is that you have your campaigns. You have your ad sets where um, your audience is set. And then here is your ad creatives. This one's in review. And then you can adjust your columns on here um, for um, the metrics that you care about. So I like to have spend, purchase value, ROAS, you can see how many ad to carts you're getting. Um, pretty much any any metric that you could possibly want to see about your Snapchat ads, you're going to have access in your column to edit that. So once I start spending, I'm going to be able to pretty immediately see um, the purchases coming through and um, all my metrics. So like I said, if you, especially if you have a Shopify store, getting this the Snapchat ads app, plopping that pixel ID in, you're going to be able to start um, seeing your metrics come in right away. So that's my intro to Snapchat advertising. I hope this is really helpful. Um, When you start advertising on Snapchat, you're going to realize how simple it is to manage and that the process is actually way simpler than it is on Facebook. And hopefully you'll see um, really great results as well as I have for my clients. So happy take, Any questions at this time?
2: Oh, we have plenty of questions, (laughs) just starting with Snapchat. Um, First of all, thank you very much for going in that level of depth. That was awesome. Um, To recap, what, 218 million daily active users, 75% of them are between 13 and 34, which is awesome. Um, It's easy to set up, easy to add creatives. I think one of the most important things that I took away from it was that it sounds like what you've done is a happy balance between like highly produced creatives and then just like the iPhone. Like you had one where you were just like literally like taking a selfie in a mirror, right? Like you don't have to yeah. start with those highly produced videos, right? You can actually start with some and maybe particularly for our audience where it's a lot of smaller businesses just getting started, um, maybe don't have the budget to do a highly produced video. Probably in this world, it's hard to produce a highly produced video right now as well you would recommend starting with something like an iPhone video or an image or something like that?
0: Absolutely. I've, like I said, I've seen that like the iPhone style of videos, have actually performed better um, mm. on my account. So it doesn't have to be complicated at all. It can even just be a still image. So if you have product imagery and, and using that Snapchat publisher tool, just to add some text on top, like swipe up to shop. Um, here's our latest collection. Keeping it really simple, um, low production quality works well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there's really nothing in your way to get started.
2: Now, what about the difference on, I guess it's ROAs, right? So is it return on ad spend? Is that the metric? Cool. Yes. Um, what, what are the difference between a video creative and a static image? What is the difference in ROAs that you've seen historically?
0: Yeah, so I've seen the video has produced better results, especially for prospecting. So for people who don't know anything about your product, like you want to be able um, to show it in a more dynamic way. So whether it's like a testimonial video, um, whereas for remarketing, so if you just want to remarket your existing website traffic on Snapchat really cheaply, you can use those dynamic product ads to show people products that they've recently seen on the website mm-hmm. or um, just images of your brands that they already know who you guys are. So, um, So yeah, I would say it depends on where you are in the funnel.
2: Now, we have a question here about the process that Snapchat uses to identify that similar audience. Do you have any insight into how they actually try to find those audiences once you upload yours?
0: Yeah, so what it does is that it tries to match the emails from your customer list to their existing Snapchat users. So Mm -hmm. not everyone on that customer export is going to have a Snapchat account, but a good majority will. And so Snapchat collects data about all of their users. So like I said, they even have um, certain partnerships with Experian where they can even see like what Visa data that person's using. So recent purchases, uh, location-based data, um, demographics in terms of age, interest, what type of content they're, they're interacting with. Mm-hmm. So what Snapchat tries to do is take your existing customers, match it to Snapchat users who have um, very similar... Demographic data, so whether it's age, interests, credit card buying history, it's it's kind of a black box. Exactly how they do look like matching, but it's based off of those like categories.
2: Cool. And then what about um, another question about geo targeting? Uh, can you target by a specific city? Uh, and if not, what about like by country? And have you experimented with that? Is that helpful depending on you know your product and who you're actually trying to market to?
0: Yeah, you can get extraordinarily targeted with the geo targeting. You can even be like people who have been like to shopping malls lately, or like certain locations. Like it's it's pretty crazy, like how detailed the targeting can get. So I would say definitely check it out. Um, and you can see like people who have recently visited blah blah, or like people who live in California between like this age and like these interests. So you can layer a bunch of different things.
2: And then we had another question about, um, so you talked a little bit about some statistics in the US. How does Snapchat perform in Europe?
0: Yeah, so I actually, I I can share the link after, but um, I have some data around like uh, Germany has a lot of Snapchat usage. Spain, UK are also um, markets that have a really high adoption rate. Australia has an extraordinarily high adoption rate of Snapchat. So there's definitely international markets that have Canada. So um, there's, there's a few countries in particular that definitely use Snapchat a lot. I've tested um, a lot of European targeting for Snap and have seen good results. So there's, there's definitely a market there.
2: Awesome. Uh, I got another question from Jack who wants to ask about how do you identify and contact Snapchat influencers to advertise your product?
0: Yeah. So I actually don't even find influencers on Snapchat. I just like reach out to Instagram influencers. So Hmm. usually it's people who don't have that big of a following, but maybe like 10,000 followers and you can see that they make really great content. So it doesn't have to necessarily be celebrities. Mm -hmm. And then having them film um, content like videos on their iPhone that you can use for Snapchat ads. So they can film it for their Instagram stories, save it, send it to you, and then you can use it for a Snap ad.
2: Awesome. Uh, let's transition a little bit into uh, paid social media in general, because there's a bunch of questions uh, coming in and and before the webinar about um, everything that's happening in the world right now, paid advertising. So let's ask sort of the, the the most burning question that we that we've gotten so far, which is, with everything going on, should you be spending money on social advertising? Should you consider pausing it for the time being? What is your recommendation?
0: yeah so it depends. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna give a, a, not necessarily a blanket answer. however, I can say for my clients, I've seen that the returns have been pretty stable, mm-hmm. that um, we've been able to to see like comparable returns and spend that we were to before, and like I said, moving a lot of budget over to Snapchat, seeing a lot of success there. so by far, I would not say like you should just pause advertising. however, mm-hmm. there's certain like sectors that are struggling right now. So, like luxury, um, really high price point products, um, like work, apparel, um, stuff like that.
1: Travel, like, travel, uh, travel. Uh, we're talking
0: about
2: travel, like um, uh, bags and stuff like that, luggage yeah, equipment. Yeah.
0: Of course. So there's definitely going to be some um, industries that are really hurting right now. So, it's not to say blanket, like, yes, you should keep spending. It's, it's going to be like depending on your industry. But I have products that I'm working with that are not essentials by any means, like iPhone cases, um, for instance, um, baby products, razors, like these are all products that are still doing really well for me right now Mm -hmm. um, that aren't essentials.
2: And and when you say they're still doing well, did you make adjustments specific to this sort of global shift in the crisis that's going on right now? Or is it that they've just continued to do well um, as they were set? Do you have to change targeting? Do you have to change audience? Do you have to change anything to actually keep them performing well? Or have they been pretty consistent throughout?
0: I would say consistent. like In terms of like the strategy, it's pretty much stayed the same. I've just seen the cost of traffic go way down. So CPMs have um, definitely decreased across all platforms over the last couple of weeks. There's more inventories and there's more people home, spending time on social media, a lot of advertisers pulling spend so that the competitiveness in the auction is also down. Mm -hmm. So I've just seen, we've just been taking advantage of the cheaper traffic in general. Mm -hmm. However, I will say like I have audited all of our creative to make sure that there's nothing that includes like people in groups, out and about. Um, like copy referring like get together with your friends so I would say if anything audit your existing ads to make sure that nothing is like socially unacceptable anymore mm-hmm. and then consider writing new copying creatives around like staying at home um, like enjoying time with like your immediate family like I've seen like a lot of people talking about like loungewear at home making your home your new oasis like those ways if it makes sense for your product to kind of tie in social events now
2: Sure. And then speaking of that, everybody being at home, there was a question about was there is there any specific type of targeting, whether that's Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or doing stories or posts that you would recommend if you have a product that's relevant right now for people that are stuck at home?
0: Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't say it's like platform specific. I would say just go where you think that the traffic is cheaper. So as you know, Snapchat has cheap traffic. Instagram stories, um, like I don't know if you saw my first graph, is also like the cheapest, uh, like um, like way cheaper than like Instagram feeds or Facebook feeds. So I would say take advantage of story-based content. That's where you're going to be able to get the cheapest traffic um, with still good returns.
2: And then you know we had that you had that slide about um, 75% of the audience on Snapchat was between 13 and 34. Is there outside of that demographic? We had a couple of questions about other demographics on Snapchat, um, not just age, but also like, you know, um, income, right? Like, you know, is there, can, can you sell, a, for instance, a high end product on Snapchat? Is that a worthwhile to try advertising on Snapchat?
0: Yeah. So what's cool is that because, like I said, Snapchat has a lot better targeting on Facebook because they aren't mm-hmm. surrounded by all these privacy issues that Facebook has is that you can target people based off of like high net worth. That's the target audience I've seen work really well. You can say, I only want to reach people who are making 100k plus a year. So for the products that I've worked on that are more expensive and not like necessarily like impulse bias for teenagers, I've been able to take advantage of like the high net worth targeting and like 100k plus income targeting.
2: And then about specifically about creatives, and you, you were talking about this before a little bit about like making sure that you know your message and your creative is appropriate right now. Um, are there like specific types of creatives? Like, like is there some sort of I don't know framework or thinking that someone should have in terms of their like what's is it all just messaging or is it you know should you be leaning into everyone being at home? Should you be you know there's a lot of people talking about you know stop saying unprecedented times or crisis right? Like any recommendations? Yeah. Yeah, about about creatives right now for, for advertisers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I tend to lean on the side of like, I, I don't want it, like as a consumer myself, like I don't want it constantly shoved in my face that we're in unprecedented times and that your brand's coming to save the world. Like, I'm sure everyone got a thousand emails from brands over the last week about their response,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which just on a personal basis annoys me. <laughs> so I think about like what annoys me and what's actually helpful. So some brands that I've seen do like really great messaging around this time is they're just like showing like this one leggings brand. They have like performance leggings, but instead they're showing um, a girl like lounging on the couch and her leggings and like and it's something about like, like comfortable enough for like the running track, but also for the sofa, you know, like yeah. making it relevant to current times, but also showing her like lounging around also the leggings brand which instead of showing people the leggings in the gym they're showing people doing their home workouts and so it's just like making keeping it real like showing like how to use your product at home has been the main theme and of course for apparel like loungewear and that type of stuff is doing really well so so yeah i think there's a way to show your products like as it's how how it's nice to add to your home life and like using it with your immediate family that's not like in unprecedented times, you need our iPhone case, you know? Yeah. Like, don't try to make the leap too big if the leap isn't there. Like, make it natural.
2: Yeah. I'd love to see the Google trend data for unprecedented times and just see over last month. Like, I, I wrote a blog post today about um, home fitness equipment. And if you look at that chart over the last five years, it just, like, absolutely skyrocketed this month, right? Like, there are definitely those no situations, you know? So um, we had another question here from Jonathan about, did you use any kind of, or have you used any kind of software for finding influencers and, or manually searching for them? You had mentioned Instagram. Is there any other ways that you've actually found influencers?
0: Yeah, so I know there's a bunch of like platforms out there, and I've used a couple that I won't mention because I haven't been happy with them. <laughs> so I like personally, I haven't found like a great platform for sourcing influencers at like a reasonable cost. I've honestly found that the best strategy is just like looking through hashtags, um, like related users on Instagram. So doing that manual searching. So whether it's you have um, yourself doing it or you hire someone to do that like discovery for you and then yeah. reaching out through DMs, like that's, that's kind of been like the most effective, um, from a cost standpoint, um, for me. And that's probably what I'll continue to do. But if anyone does have a great platform, please let me know because I'm, I'm always interested to learn that as well.
2: Cool. Um, another person asked about um, if your shipping is delayed, uh, given what's going on given the, the high demand of shipping right now, should you continue advertising? If so, like what, if you had a client, for instance, that was saying, hey, you know, we still want to do business, we still want to advertise, but hey, our shipping is delayed, how would you message that in your creatives?
0: Yeah, so that's really important because if you aren't delivering on your product, especially if you're advertising on Facebook, you can actually get your ad account disabled if your customer feedback score becomes like too low. I've had that happen with a client before. They had wow. shipping issues, couldn't deliver on product over Black Friday, and they had their ad account disabled. So it is really serious. Like I don't want to minimize like that Facebook does not want advertisers on there that are essentially bait and switching people. Which I know is never the intention, especially with times right now. But I would say for brands I'm working with, making it like painfully clear what the shipping times are on the website. So like I've even seen a lot of websites that say like please expect shipping end of April, beginning of May. Like as you order it's so like every page. Like
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: Over communicate and be honest. Like if you have a great product and people are are willing to wait for it, like there's no need to turn off traffic right now completely. If you're still getting people who want to pre order, but I would say don't don't surprise them with it. Like you want like you want to show your customers that you are on top of shipping. Like they're getting the most accurate, up to date information. So like on the banners of your website, it should be really clear shipping delays, if there is any, and expected times of delivery. So clear is by far the best way to go.
2: Yeah. I think the best examples I've seen so far are that announcement bar on the homepage, super clear. Hey, it's 14 to 21 days for shipping right now. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of companies do that and it seems to be the best, um, best practice. Um, here's a question. It's a little bit generic, but maybe you can help us with sort of a framework here. How much should you be spending a month? on ads. So let's pretend it's sort of normal times. Um, is there any sort of framework that you have or recommendations based on um, you know, revenue or sales or, or business size that, that you would say, hey, this is the this is the percentage of, of, of budget you should spend on advertising?
0: Yeah, so it's it's always a difficult question when a client asks this and like trying to figure out the initial budget and it's it's going to come down to your product economics or funding. like there's of course so many outside sources that come into that answer. But I would say when you're especially if you're starting out for the first time on Facebook or Snapchat, you do want to have enough budget in order to get through the the learning process. So in an ideal world, like you want to be spending like five hundred dollars a day at minimum in order to get enough data on your pixel, start seeing purchases come in being able to make decisions about like creative testing like, on a pretty rapid basis. So I would like, like I said, completely blanket statement, which has, <laughs> it's not applicable to everybody, but $500 a day would be a good starting point. With that said, I know a lot of brands that can't afford that, or they don't want to start that high of a budget. If you do want to start, like let's just say at a hundred dollar a day budget, it's just going to take you longer to learn. So it's all a function of, of time. So mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna take longer to get purchases on your pixels. It's gonna take longer in you know, a learning phase. It's gonna take longer to see what creative variations are working. So if you don't if you don't have a lot of time to waste, you're gonna want to learn quickly. You're gonna spend more upfront, buy that data, and then make decisions quicker. If not, you're gonna be like a couple months out, and you're like, oh, I guess that video didn't work, you know? So.
2: Um what one follow up question from that on, on that specifically on the five hundred dollars a day? Uh, this question's from Joshua is how long should you be spending five hundred dollars a day to learn like what's what's the usual time frame to get to a point where you've learned enough that you know how to optimize?
0: Yeah, so like a quick rule that I like to use like for my ads is I like to spend up to my product price. so let's just say if i'm if I'm selling like a hundred dollar product and I have a, like an ad variation like on each ad variation, I want to spend at least that product price and see if a purchase comes through. So of course, like if if you're, let's just say if, if your product is $50 and you've already spent $100 on the ad, now you're gonna need two purchases to break even. So it's like, it, it's it's a it's a fine line of like finding that function of like time and budget and also knowing like when to turn off your ads. But if if I'm at that, my product $50, I've spent $50 on this variation. I don't have any purchases. I don't have any good leading indicators. Like I don't see anyone adding to cart, um, or initiating checkout, or spending a lot of time on the site. Then I'm gonna say, okay, screw this variation. I'm gonna test a few different other variations. So, speed of creative testing is important, and making sure that you're you're not running your ads too long to it's becoming unprofitable. So, there's a lot of like skill, I guess, behind it, and experience that comes in. I mean, I've been media buying for a few years now, so. There's a bit of intuition, I guess, but that's like one one way you think about it.
2: Okay, one very... Tact- so first of all, Joshua says, thank you very much. So thanks for answering that one. Uh, one very tactical question from Jack is, can you restrict an age with target audience? So like if it needed to do, you had to only advertise to like 18 plus or 21 plus. Can you do that on all the major advertising platforms?
0: Yep, absolutely.
2: Perfect. All right. And then one a little bit more abstract question. So if you were just starting your, your brand and your new business right now, where's a place that you would get started with social ads?
0: Yeah, I mean, if you couldn't tell from my webinar, I'm <laughs> really pushing Snapchat. I was going to say,
2: I think I can answer this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not because like, like obviously, I love them. And like, I've seen really great results from my clients. But in terms of like the learning curve as well, like Snapchat ads, man, or... Facebook ads is a beast and it's so complex and there's so many places that where you can go so wrong with just a click. And especially like when I was starting out media buying, like I found Facebook ads to be very intimidating and often it still is. There's a lot of things that can go wrong or Snapchat ads. The implementation is simple. The creative principles are really simple. Um, managing the ad account is really simple. Like you can't like click a button wrong and like, ruin everything as I've found on Facebook. So <laughs> um yeah, I, I like Snapchat. it keeps it simple. It's not that crowded right now. And now that you've watched this webinar and you know how to do it, like give it a shot.
2: And you have a thousand dollars to go spend on Snapchat.
0: Yeah, and what's also cool is like if you have Shopify or using that like Snapchat ads integration, they have another promotion that layered onto that. It's like spend twenty five, get a hundred dollars. Love it. Just for using okay. that Shopify integration.
2: One area we didn't talk about, so I'm going to do two more questions and then we're going to wrap. Um, one question we didn't get into as much depth but you talked a little bit about um, is remarketing. So how would you go about creating a remarketing campaign? I think Snapchat is probably a great example. You talked about that. Um, but a customer you know, brand has never done this, never done remarketing. Where do you actually get started with remarketing? And maybe actually just so everyone's clear, what is remarketing and how does it work?
0: Yeah, so remarketing is retargeting your existing website traffic. So whether you're doing that on Facebook ads, like what you would do is you place that pixel on your site, whether it's Snapchat pixel, Facebook pixel, and that pixel is going to start collecting who's been on your site so that you can target that audience um, through your ads and show them your products again. So that's what remarketing is. So from Snapchat perspective, what you'll do is that once... You just literally go into that audiences section that I showed you before and you can set up your parameters. Like, I want to, I want to target people who have added to cart in the last 30 days. And because that pixel is already on your site, like I said, even if you don't plan on advertising right now on Snapchat, just place that pixel on your site. So it starts collecting the data. Then you'll be able to retarget people who have been added something to cart last 30 days. So. Super simple. All you need is a pixel, whether it's Facebook, Snapchat, pixel, to start collecting that data and then retarget them on those platforms.
1: All right. How about a,
2: for the last question, how about just like a general ratio or or framework of thinking about spending between the major platforms? Obviously, Snapchat talked about that. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, Snapchat, like where would you what would be like the breakdown over, let's say, particularly the next couple of weeks with everything going on? what would be your, your first to go you know, spend the most money on? And then what would be where would you spend the least? And then maybe a little bit about um, the creatives and what you would be doing. Is it stories? Is it posts? Is it you know newsfeed, et cetera?
0: Yeah, so I'm doubling down on stories. So it's both Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. Take advantage of cheaper traffic. So and it's also the easiest content to get, film it with your iPhone. Um, so stories, definitely double, doubling down on. In terms of budget, again, annoying answer, it's different for every client. But for most of my clients, we're advertising on Facebook, Snapchat, and Google. So those major platforms. So maybe like we have like 50% on Snapchat, 30% on Facebook, 20% on Google. Like that breakdown's a bit different for each client depending on which one's working the best and where their target audience is. So um so yeah, it's it's gonna depend. But I would say in, in general, I'm definitely doubling down on story content.
2: Love it. And for the people that there's been a couple people, Jack, Joshua, Shannon, that have asked multiple questions and are very, very excited about this this uh, this session. Hey, my recommendation would be maybe tweet at Savannah. We have to wrap this up, but yeah. she's at underscore or social underscore Savannah, right? On mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, yep. Check her out on there. Maybe tweet at her a couple of questions. Hopefully she has some time next couple hours. She can answer a few more of those. Would that be okay? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah,
0: social awesome. underscore cool. Savannah. Um, you can also reach out to me, Savannah, at thesocialsavannah.com. Um, my website, thesocialsavannah.com. But yeah, happy to get in touch and best of luck, everybody.
2: Yeah, thanks, everybody. And just one more reminder, we posted the uh, Snapchat ad credit that Savannah is offering today. I just resent that to the group in the chat. You should see it. Yeah, <laughs> below. Check that out. Um, we'll, uh, we'll include that in email wrap up as well. Um, so you'll have that. Please go take advantage of it. It sounds like there's never been a better time. Uh, to to try out Snapchat so um, check that out cool thank Thank you everybody Savannah thank you so much for the time today really appreciate it this was fun
0: thanks so much